Compass Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Hostages for oil. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka. On this Tuesday, October 24th, glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. Hamas has released two hostages, but says it won't free a larger group until fuel is delivered to Gaza. Hear the latest on negotiations. A so-called super fog near New Orleans is blamed for a massive wreck on an interstate that's killed at least seven people. In sports, the Rangers advance to the World Series by dethroning the Astros in its Game 7 for the Phillies and Diamondbacks tonight. And home insurance is so high in one Florida town that people are leaving. Property values in the state of Florida, and in particular in this neighborhood in West Palm Beach, have skyrocketed. So the combination of skyrocketing home values coupled with some other issues that are going on in the state of Florida um, that have caused insurance companies to fully pull out has created this problem. Deborah Acosta at the Wall Street Journal on Florida's explosion in home insurance premiums forcing some people out. There's been some progress on the hostage front in the Middle East. Hamas has freed two more civilians, but negotiations over a possible release of a group of 50 others are hung up over the terrorist group's demand that Israel allow fuel deliveries into Gaza. Hamas says it released the two hostages, a pair of women ages 79 and 85, on humanitarian grounds. Egyptian officials confirmed the release. Their husbands are still being held in Gaza after being taken from their kibbutz. From Washington, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. It is literally an hour-by-hour effort here at the White House and at the State Department to find out where these folks are and to try to make uh, the the effort to, to get them out and get them back. The Wall Street Journal says Hamas, Qatar, Egypt, and Israel have been in talks in recent days over a proposal to release a larger group in return for a steady flow of humanitarian aid, including fuel. Israeli officials have said they want all hostages released before permitting the delivery of fuel. Israel is concerned fuel could be diverted for military purposes. At least seven people have been killed after a super fog of smoke from marsh fires and dense morning fog caused a series of wrecks on Interstate 55 near New Orleans. Louisiana State Police say an estimated 158 vehicles were involved and 25 people injured yesterday. Authorities warned the death toll could climb as first responders worked into the night looking for victims among a long stretch of mangled and scorched cars, trucks, and tractor trailers. State Police Trooper Kate Stiegel says vehicles were crushed, piled atop each other, and engulfed by flames. Over 150 vehicles involved. It spans about a mile's distance and has broken down into several other crashes. Some people got out of their vehicles and stood on the side of the road or on the roofs of their cars looking in disbelief at the disaster while others cried out for help. The blood center asked the public to donate as hospitals were urgently requesting supplies for the dozens who were injured. To Washington now, House Republicans have met again to hear proposals from candidates willing to take the job of speaker after a number of them made their case during a meeting last night. A GOP vote to select the party's latest nominee is set for this morning with a full floor vote of the House expected in the coming days. While many lawmakers have yet to publicly endorse a candidate, support appeared to pool around House Majority Whip Tom Emmer of Minnesota and others like Byron Donalds of Florida. I spent 20 years in the business community. Um, I actually was a member of our state legislature. I've chaired committees. I know the legislative process. I've worked with our colleagues up here to get a lot of policies done. 
Others making their case, Republican Study Committee Chairman Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma and House Republican Conference Vice Chairman Mike Johnson of Louisiana. The House has been frozen after eight Republicans helped oust former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, saying he broke promises he made when he secured the post after 15 rounds of voting in January. Aging is a journey that can gather some unwanted passengers, namely those senescent or zombie cells. Hi, it's Gordon Deal, and I used to feel that sluggish middle-aged mood, those aches after workouts. I could practically feel those old cells just taking up space, bogging me down. Then I found Qualia Senolytic. Think of it as giving your body a little spring cleaning, pruning away the worn-out cells, and letting the lively ones shine. And you only take it two days a month. Crafted with vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO ingredients. Plus, with a 100-day money-back guarantee, you've got a risk-free journey to rejuvenation. Resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com Gordon for up to $100 off and use code Gordon at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com Gordon for an extra 15% off. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's show. Neurohacker.com slash Gordon. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Tuesday. Some House Republicans are concerned a key spending promise made by former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy could be on the skids as a thorny GOP battle to elect his successor drags into its third week. It's a story by Aris Foley, Congress reporter at The Hill. Aris, what's happening? So as as uh, the House is working to try and find McCarthy's successor, there is some concerns in the GOP conference that his promise to uh, not have an omnibus at the end of the year, which is when they, they kind of jam all their 12 annual funding bills into this one massive package that Republicans feel like is, is bad governance and it, it gives way to ease more easily to excessive spending. There's a lot of concern that Congress might just be on track to passing one of these packages yet again as work is stalling for funding work um, in both of the chambers. And this is what Kevin McCarthy promised would not happen again, right? Right, right, right. But, you know, we're in October. Almost past, I think, um, we're past mid-October, and only four bills have been passed so far on the House side. Very partisan. They haven't even been conferenced yet uh, with the Senate, which also hasn't passed any of their funding bills. So what would the process be, Aris, for these bills, if not for one of these big omnibus packages? Right. So I think Republicans had initially hoped to have all 12 of their funding bills passed earlier this year. They'd be very partisan in nature. That's not unheard of. The House Democrats have also uh, taken similar strategies in the past when they had the majority you passed bills that are more aligned with what your party wants that probably won't pass with a lot of support from the minority. But it lays out your starting positions for how you and your party feel the government should be funded for the coming year, and then those get conferenced with the Senate. That was the hope in the summertime. But as I said, we're halfway through October, and they haven't passed any of their bills. That takes time. And then you also have to allow time for the House and the Senate to conference the pre-conference, um, to conference these, these measures. And that takes a lot of time. And that's if you still want to pass these bills individually. But there are even some Republican negotiators that crafted these measures that think that we might be well beyond um, even that as a, as a goalpost at this point. They might have to pass uh, minibus packages, which, again, not everyone is a fan of. 
We're speaking with Aris Foley, Congress reporter at The Hill. Her piece is called Republicans Worry Key McCarthy Spending Promise is Unraveling Amid Speaker's Fight. Are we in danger of another government shutdown if the speakership doesn't get cleared up soon? Right, so there, there are still conversations about what that strategy should look like. It's really tough, however, to get an idea of, of what the House Republican strategy is going to be. And I think this is why they always... Um, you, you talk to members and they keep going back to the fact that there isn't a speaker, right? Like negotiators, even members of leadership, there's a, there's a, a really, it's really difficult to have an idea of what exactly is going to be their strategy when they don't have a leader. Because as we saw, Jordan, Jim Jordan had a completely different strategy from what Gleaves was pressing for and, and his, and his uh, uh, pitch to Republicans just, just almost a week ago. So it's going to be, I think that that is going to be something that a lot of, of Republicans probably ask about tonight, too, because there are Republicans that still, at the end of the day, are, are never see our Republicans. They don't want to see a stopgap funding bill passed, and that's going to be something that is going to be very tricky, but a candidate is probably going to have to bring a very unique perspective, essentially, uh, to, to win over support. The longer this, this drags out, the less time you'll have to negotiate these measures, because even if you are a speaker doesn't me, I think the idea is that maybe more people would line up this time around. But there was a lot of drama earlier this year. I mean, earlier this month, even. feels like a year has passed, but earlier this month, and just kind of figuring out if the secret speaker uh, doesn't me is the actual speaker, and then just how seriously you can take their, their pitches, because you don't know if they're going to win on the floor either. Are we ever going to get to a point where the leaders in Washington can get things settled without pushing us up against a deadline? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's surprising, too, because it seemed like they were in much better positions than we saw, um, particularly on the Senate side last year. You know, the Senate had passed all of its, its uh, this year, all of its, its bills through committee. We haven't seen that in a very long time. And it's with overwhelming bipartisan support, but even they have had trouble getting their first uh, batch of funding bills through the Senate in recent weeks. So it's really, it's it's a gamble. It's, it's, there's, there's, it's hard to, to guess how this is going to resolve itself on either side in the months ahead. I'll just I'll say that. Thanks, Aris. Aris Foley, Congress reporter at The Hill. 19 minutes after the hour on This Morning, America's First News. Here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Two Israeli women who were captured and subsequently freed by Hamas have landed in Tel Aviv. Hamas said in a statement the women were released for compelling humanitarian reasons. The Israel Defense Forces previously said the militant group is trying to present itself as a humanitarian organization to the world by releasing hostages. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says little is known about more than 200 kidnapped people. We still have about 10 unaccounted for Americans, and it's not exactly clear to us where those 10 people are. Meanwhile, clean water shortages remain a major concern in the Gaza Strip as humanitarian aid supplies start to trickle into the besieged enclosure. Number two. Investigators have identified several people of interest in the fatal stabbing of a Detroit synagogue leader, but no one who can be publicly declared a prime suspect. Detroit Police Chief James White declined to disclose Samantha Wall's connection to any of the people of interest. We have a number of people that give us interest. Uh, we are just short of calling uh, one of the people a suspect, uh, but we are working to that end and we will be there. 
The 40-year-old president of Isaac Agree Downtown Synagogue was stabbed inside her home early Saturday morning. Number three. An off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot riding in a cockpit jump seat on a regional flight has been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder after he allegedly tried to disable the aircraft's engines during a flight. The flight was diverted Sunday evening to Portland after the off-duty pilot unsuccessfully attempted to disrupt the operation of the engines during a flight from Everett, Washington, to San Francisco. The captain and first officer secured the plane. Portland Airport Police arrested Joseph Emerson without incident once the flight landed. And drives one the other way down the line and it's Ferry's got another! He does! Adolis Garcia owning October! Joe Davis with a call on Fox as the Texas Rangers reached their first World Series in 12 years with an 11-4 blowout of the Houston Astros in Game 7 of the AL Championship Series last night. Adolis Garcia, who homered for the fourth straight game and set a record for RBIs in a postseason series with 15, was the series MVP. The National League Series will go to a deciding Game 7 tonight in Philadelphia between the Phillies and Diamondbacks. 15 runs batted in. <laughs> He's on fire. Can we pitch around the guy? Thanks, Jen. (laughs) Eligible taxpayers in 13 states will have the opportunity to test out a new program from the IRS that offers to do your taxes for free next year. It's raising eyebrows among skeptics. After all, what's in it? for the Internal Revenue Service? Here's Andrew Keshner, the tax guy at MarketWatch. Andy, what's up here? Yeah, so this is a pilot program run by the IRS where um, basically... You submit your information directly to the IRS and it will do your federal income tax return for free. And, you know, so so they're going to see how this works and see if they can do it on a grander scale. Um, but it's that for free that is in the real the real hook here. Yeah, I mean, I could, I guess, save some people money if they pay a private preparer or time at the very least. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the IRS has estimates uh, that people spend an average $250 uh, to prepare their returns and more than I think like more than 10 hours, maybe maybe like 13 or so hours uh, preparing their taxes each year. And so they're trying to, you know, streamline the process. Um, and yeah, I mean, that would save some people some bucks for sure. All right. The cynic in me says, okay, so they're going to offer this service. They might, these are fairly simple returns they're going to handle. Maybe they get more time back in the pockets of investigators to do more audits since folks won't be tied up doing regular paperwork. It could, you know, it, it could be there. There is, um, there is a lot of, um, skepticism and cynicism around maybe not cynicism there's a lot this is a controversial program let uh, I'll, I'll i'll be clear about that you have um the tax software community um industry um that is, is wary of this i mean of course you know they they would stand to lose if this really if this catches fire um but you have them and you have others um uh, you know a lot of uh, republican lawmakers saying look I mean, do you really want the IRS being the the collector and the tax preparer and like basically the judge, jury and executioner? Like, how are you going to trust that the IRS is going to, um, you know, seek out every little last credit that you could be uh, owed or, you know, track down every last deduction? 
um, in, in, in it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting point. And I guess, you yeah. know, we're going to see how this plays out. Yeah, somebody in your story said it's a solution in search of a problem, but how much, how much or what kinds of returns can it handle? And, and it's not doing your state stuff, right? Right. So yeah, uh, first off, uh, the 13 states where this is going to, this test pilot is going to run, um, it's uh, going to be um, nine states where there's no state level income tax. So that's not even an issue. Okay. Um, those, those states are Alaska, Florida, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Wyoming, and Washington. And then it's teaming up with four other states that do have a, um, a state income tax. And it's um, uh, those states are Arizona, California, Massachusetts, and New York. And there you're going to, you know, it will prepare the federal return and then it'll kind of kick you over to some sort of process uh, to prepare your state level return. Hmm. Thanks, Andy. Andrew Keshner, the tax guy at MarketWatch. By the way, if you've missed anything, be sure to check out a podcast of today's show. It's available every day on the This Morning with Gordon Deal app, plus Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Gordon Deal here, and everyone knows the best part of fall is the food. I found a new way to embrace the season. Hello Fresh Markets, limited time fall flavors. Let me tell you about their apple cider cake with caramel sauce. Man, so good. Are you looking for the perfect game night treat? Write this one down, barbecue pulled pork nachos. Speaking of which, I recently had the kids home from school, and HelloFresh not only saved me time, but made me look like a pro chef. Using farm fresh ingredients... You're going to get the flavors of fall in every bite. And trust me, you don't want to miss out on the mini pumpkin cheesecake. It's perfect for a me-time treat. Want to give it a shot? Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus free shipping. That's right, 50% off plus free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon with code 50Gordon. HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon with code 50 Gordon. Cutting through the clutter to bring you the people and stories that matter to you. You're listening to America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for being with us. Welcome into Tuesday, October 24. Gordon Deal with Jennifer Kashenka. Some of our top stories and headlines. Hamas releases two hostages but wants fuel before releasing others. House Republicans could nominate a new speaker today. A super fog causes a deadly crash in the New Orleans area. The UAW has walked off the job at a Ram pickup plant in Sterling Heights, Michigan. Last minute legal filings by Donald Trump in his federal election case. Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips planning to primary President Biden. Vikings over the Niners in Monday Night Football and a hero school bus driver. That story in about 20 minutes. Florida's explosion in insurance premiums threatens to ground the state's high-flying housing market. In some neighborhoods, homeowners are simply choosing to sell their home rather than pay an insurance premium on that, uh, an insurance premium that could be more expensive than the mortgage. Here's Deborah Acosta, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Deborah, take us through it. You know, uh, insurance rates, uh, home insurance rates in the state of Florida have tripled in the last few years. And um, we were looking throughout the state trying to figure out, you know, different ways, different angles to tell a story. And honestly, this person um, was somebody that I came in contact with, James Molinari, who had just an insane uh, insurance increase number, $121,000, about $121,000 this year for insurance. 
um, that's what his renewal came in at. And so his premium was $121,000 for the year. Yes, it went up um, quite a bit, more than seven times what they paid last year. And so, you know, they moved from Chicago a few years ago. They bought the house for under a million dollars. Property values in the state of Florida, and in particular in this neighborhood in West Palm Beach, have skyrocketed. So the combination of skyrocketing home values coupled with some other issues that are going on in the state of Florida um, that have caused insurance companies to fully pull out has created this problem. It's, it's really a crisis for certain um, homeowners in the state of Florida. And so if it, in this neighborhood in West Palm Beach, it's really apparent because the homes are older. They're historic homes, historically designated homes, which are more difficult to insure. And you have the combination of, okay, it's a beautiful neighborhood. Everybody wants to live here. Wow. And so the prices are going up insanely. Goodness gracious. I mean, can, can you take the risk of just dropping insurance altogether and, in his case, so, pocketing $10,000 a month? Right. So a lot of people are doing that. The only issue is that when you have a mortgage, the bank requires you to insure your home. And so the Molinaris have a mortgage, and they don't have that option. However, there are many retirees in the neighborhood I spoke with, um, more than a dozen, who have all dropped their insurance because they can no longer afford or stomach these payments. They're just insane compared to what they've been paying in the past. And so even the mayor of Palm Beach County, who I spoke with, and lives in the neighborhood, even he dropped his insurance as well when it went up to about $20,000. Holy So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty dire, the situation, in particular when it comes to homes that are close to the coast. The unique thing about this neighborhood is that even though the homes are close to the coast, it's not, most of it is not in a flood zone at all. And so these premiums that they're experiencing are specifically related to hurricane or wind insurance. Um, that's where the prices are going up most. And so they, many homeowners, they'll continue, they'll, they'll keep their liability coverage, general homeowners insurance, but they're dropping the wind insurance completely. And so if a hurricane comes by and does any damage to their home, they are not covered. Wow. We're speaking with Deborah Acosta, reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Her story is called Home Insurance is So High in This Florida Town. Residents are leaving. And she looked at the Flamingo Park neighborhood of West Palm Beach. Um, is there a fix here? Is there relief at all? You know, the governor has passed a few laws aimed at... So the, the insurance problem is multi-pronged in Florida. One of the issues is, obviously, there are more intense hurricanes that have been hitting more often, um, at least in the past few years. And so that has driven the price of insurance up in Florida. But then there's also a, a, an excessive amount of litigation that the state of Florida experiences. And many experts say that's also part of the problem. And so that's where the governor has really tried to tackle the issue. He passed a few laws that limit um, how much litigation can go on um, within for against insurance companies. And so that uh, experts say will start making a, a difference over time. But so far, it hasn't really moved the needle. And so you're seeing situations like that, like the one that we're seeing here in West Palm Beach in this uh, historic neighborhood, Flamingo Park, where prices are just 
escalating to the level that people can no longer pay. Thanks, Deborah. Deborah Acosta, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. It is time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, it seems that October is turning to a month for dating dinner nightmares. Last week, we told you about the woman who ordered 50 oysters and several side dishes, which prompted her horrified date to skip out on the bill. Perhaps hearing about this, another woman allegedly ordered a ton of food and then skipped out, leaving her date holding the hefty bill. The guy named Zakir posted a viral video about the date in which he started chatting with a woman named Sydney on the Bumble app. And despite some red flags, he decided to meet up with her. More red flags were flying at the restaurant as Sydney didn't look much like her profile pictures, but Zakir was determined to get to know her anyway. That's when Sydney told the waitress that she wanted to order precisely 53 fried pickles all on one plate. Now, the confused waitress explained that the appetizer comes in orders of six, but Sydney shouted her down with a rant about how the customer is always right, and the server then slinked away to put in the order. After the pile of pickles arrived and they had some more awkward conversation, Zakir excused himself to regroup in the bathroom, but that's when he came back to his table and he found out it was cleared. Sydney and the pickles were gone, and he was stuck with a $140 bill. Mm. Wow. <laughs> orders orders of six, and she wanted 53. Yeah. I mean, I love fried pickles. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't even know if I, you and I both love pickles. Yep. I don't know if either one of us could do 53. I don't know if I could do 53. If I had the right sauce, <laughs> yeah. right dipping sauce. I, I sort know. of a horseradishy type yeah. of sauce to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think ultimately at the end of the video, he said she left and pr- presumes she took all the pickles with her. Yes. Which maybe was the strategy for ordering the 53 pickles on one plate. She was just thinking, you know what, well, it'll be easier to take she- them to go, basically. <laughs> oh, just walk man. out with, with a plate full of pickles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, You know, you said something in the, in the midway through your story where you said, uh, despite some red flags. Yeah. He decided to meet up with her. There, there were more than a few red flags. So for not trusting his instincts. Right. It cost him $140. Yeah. 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 This guy, and this guy posts a lot about bad first dates that he goes on. Okay. So maybe he should start paying attention to mm. those red flags because he hasn't wow. been on a good first date, it doesn't seem like, in, in months. Man, despite <laughs> some red flags. Ouch. Just yes. ouch. And uh, if, like Zakir, you get stuck with a big restaurant bill, maybe you should fake a heart attack like this guy does. A man in Spain is alleged to have faked at least 20 heart attacks in one year to get out of paying his check, the latest of which came just last month. In total, the meals he faked to fake sick to skip out on cost over eight hundred dollars. One of the checks was for as little as thirty-seven dollars worth of whiskey and paella, and that appears to be the one that got him caught. Authorities say the man told restaurant workers that he could retrieve money to cover what he owed from his hotel room, and when that didn't work, he then switched to his go-to fake heart-related medical emergency. These incidents and not paying some fines has led to him spending six weeks in jail. Ooh. Yeah, so they caught him, which is good. Okay, yes. Uh, but uh, not. But I guess it took 20 heart attacks for them to finally catch him. Wow. Right? I, I'm just a little surprised at the pairing, if I may, yeah. of whiskey and paella. I don't know, yeah. When <laughs> I think paella, I'm, I'm thinking you know beer, maybe sangria, right. wine. Not sure about the whiskey. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely if, if I'm going to down, especially a big plate of paella like that, I yeah. don't want something that's going to hit me hard like whiskey. I, yeah, yeah, whiskey and paella. Yes, together. Yeah. Not so sure. Right. I, I'll agree with you on Maybe. that. That was not his worst crime here, but I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll agree with you on that. You got to go for jail for that. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. 
Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for spending time with us. Another story of money left on the table. A new paper from the National Bureau of Economic Research finds that one in four married couples fails to take full advantage of employers who make matching contributions to 401k retirement plans. The oversight costs them nearly $700 a year on average. Nearly two-thirds of American workers have access to an employer-sponsored defined contribution retirement savings plan. Most plans offer a match. The employer contributes to a 401k, matching some or all of the funds paid into the plan by the worker. In one typical model, the employer matches half of every dollar a worker contributes, up to a maximum of 6% of the worker's pay. By the way, these findings are based on IRS tax data and retirement plan descriptions. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on this morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Hamas has sent free two more civilian hostages, but negotiations over a possible release of a group of 50 captives stumbled over the militant group's demand that Israel allow fuel deliveries into Gaza. Hamas said it was releasing the two hostages, a pair of elderly women on humanitarian grounds. Israeli officials have said they want all hostages released before permitting the delivery of fuel. Israeli officials have told negotiators they believe Hamas and other militant groups could divert fuel for military purposes. Number two. At least seven people were killed after a super fog of smoke from marsh fires and dense morning fog caused a series of wrecks on Interstate 55 near New Orleans that left a long stretch of mangled and scorched cars, trucks, and tractor trailers. Louisiana State Police Sergeant Cade Stagali warned the death toll could climb as first responders worked into the night looking for victims. Once that tanker truck is offloaded, they will be able to get to some further area of the wreckage. And once we're able to get into that wreckage, there's a possibility that there may be more confirmed fatalities. An estimated 158 vehicles were involved and 25 people were injured. Number three. House Republicans haven't settled on a consensus candidate for speaker, but many emerged from a meeting Monday with guarded optimism. They will be able to rally behind whoever clinches the nomination after three weeks of public feuding. Representative Pete Session, who spoke with ABC, wasn't so sure about an imminent resolution. We've only been through two people, and those two people necessarily had good, strong support, but could not require Uh, let's say the last 10 or 15 votes, and that is the daunting task. A GOP vote to select the party's nominee is scheduled for this morning with a floor vote of the full House expected in coming days. 
Well, kids everywhere can breathe a sigh of relief. The Hess toy truck isn't going anywhere, despite Chevron's agreement to acquire Hess in a $53 billion deal. When Chevron's chief financial officer was asked about the fate of the toy trucks on yesterday's media call about the merger, he said, yes, the Hess trucks we intend to keep. The toy trucks have been around since 1964. I heard that sigh of relief. (laughs) Is that what that was? Yes. Hess trucks shall stay. Yes. Thanks, Jen. Not all heroes wear capes. Some drive buses like the quick-thinking Raquel Radford Baker. Ms. Baker, a veteran driver for Dallas Independent School District, was on her route for the kids at Seagoville North Elementary School when one of them, a boy just seven, began to choke on a penny. First grader Preston mentioned and motioned to Ms. Baker that he needed help. Surveillance camera footage showed he had swallowed something just a moment before, thinking he needed to throw up. Ms. Baker opened the bus door, but Preston indicated that wasn't the problem. Ms. Baker, a military veteran, saw the correction that was needed, took Preston off the bus, and performed the Heimlich maneuver in time. Preston called her his hero and a bus stop angel. Recently, Preston's mother Gia and Ms. Baker were able to meet for the first time since the incident, and tears were shed. The district, by the way, threw a celebration honoring Ms. Baker as a hero on Friday, including by gifting her a cape. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.